Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode 12. I, I don't think I've shared this story with you, but you know, I'm sharing it in my next publisher's letter. So in our health issues coming out this November, you'll hear it. I talk about when I was eight years old and finding both a girl and her brother attractive, you know, just physically. I just thought uh, Kelly was a very pretty girl and Billy was a very pretty boy. I had no distinction for gender. You yeah. know, I just thought that. And I was taught to make a distinction by the behavior of other boys. You have to not show that. You can't show attraction, you can't show affection, yeah. all that. So you, you learn to close that off. So when those are saying that the gay agenda is to make kids gay, that's so far off the mark, yeah. you know? Uh, gay kids need to know that they can be who they are. Welcome to the Locala Podcast. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. And today, before I introduce you to the person on our couch, I would like to go ahead and thank our sponsor, which is Your Place Mortgage and Title. You can visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more about their services. So today we have somebody else that has been in the magazine and um, is coming back. I think it was November 2021 when he was in our magazine. And it is John Sotomayor. And I'm going to give myself props because I think I said that yes, pretty close to right. You did. Very good. <laughs> yes, Very yes. Good. I had John rehearse it for me. <laughs> So how are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Oh, my goodness. Good. Thank you for having me on your show today. Yeah, so welcome so back excited. to Locala and yeah. all that stuff. I'm excited to hear where you're at. Yes. So, John, you are the publisher of Embrace Magazine. That's correct, yes. And um, it's actually Embrace Media is the whole of your company. Is that correct? Well, it's an extension of the magazine. Okay. So all of it is under the parent name, Sotomayor Media Creations, but... Embrace Magazine is an extension. I'm sorry. Embrace Media is an extension of Embrace Magazine to okay. include Embrace On Air and Embrace TV. Okay. All right. Uh -huh. Yeah. So you've definitely expanded because you were just starting those projects right. when we talked last time. That's right. So can you tell us where you're at from that um, fall interview of 2021 to where you're at now? Sure. Um, it was the October 2021 issue. October. So so okay. It's like a year <laughs> <Okay>. anniversary, <laughs> kind of. And uh, uh, gosh, it started with the uh, Florida Magazine Association Charlie Awards okay. uh, a few months before that. Uh, Embrace Magazine was our first year entering, and we had gotten Best New Magazine, Best Overall Magazine, and Magazine of the Year all under our first year. The yeah, that was year. incredible. It, it was phenomenal. And yeah. even everyone in the association had given me a standing ovation because they knew what significant that was. Yeah. And it was pretty amazing. I had no idea at the time how that was going to launch everything else after. Yeah. Uh, we've got the attention of the uh, Pointer Institute, which did a review on us. We have been profiled by different media sources. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting being on yeah. the flip side of that <laughs> on the interview like we're at today. And uh, yeah, so people have really taken notice and it really expanded other options, which is why yeah. I started the uh, Embrace. It, Embrace On Air had already started as a radio show, but I wanted to give it a, a title and more significant presence and, yeah. and brand identity. And that we did with uh, WOCA here in Ocala. Okay. So, uh, so grateful to them for continuing the show. Yeah. And uh, then we added the uh, Embrace TV, which was basically on location coverage. We've covered things like the uh, World Equestrian Center events, and uh, I had an opportunity to go to Key West, so covered some some uh, events down there. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, that is really cool. So you have already been through the um, Charlie Ward's 
for another round since yes. we talked. So how did you do that time? Amazing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've gotten uh, three Charlie Awards this time. Wow. But what I really was shooting for and got was um, Best Overall Digital Innovator. We had gotten Very the cool. silver the year before in the inaugural uh, year of the adding that category. Yeah. And now we've gotten the Charlie, which is the first place, the oh, gold. fantastic. And uh, yeah, so they took note of our inclusion of video embedding in our digital editions of the magazine, mm -hmm. which is something that's out there, but not many people have utilized it yet. Yeah. Uh, Issue.com had started it last year, which is what gave us the opportunity to add it. And we've been adding it in our editorial and our advertising mm -hmm. so that it, it gives more value to the advertisers out there. Yeah. It gives another um, interactive experience for the reader or viewer mm -hmm. for that. So it's kind of a wow factor. So It is. I yeah. actually opened up the magazine to um, see what you officially, because I always consider you a publisher, but yeah. I wanted to make sure I got the official name correct yeah. and what you have in your masthead. And... Um, I saw that you were doing the digital videos for the advertising. Yes. And I thought that's really cool. Yes. It's you know that's a really nice added feature that's available in that. That's correct. Digital issue. So can you um, tell to our viewers that possibly may have not opened up Embrace Magazine exactly what it's all about? Of course, yeah. Um, we're delighted to say that Embrace Magazine is an LGBTQ publication based here in Ocala that's open to everybody. So the LGBTQ community plus straight readers alike. Uh, we have content appealing to all. Uh, what I've done is I've added a unique uh, experience to the magazine that other LBQ magazines don't do, which is my years of experience in the lifestyle, consumer lifestyle publisher, to add that style to the magazine. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is we have themed issues. We have departments that are distinct to uh, a specific topic, mm -hmm. like uh, issues and uh, uh, issues and uh, social, mm -hmm. we have uh, politics, uh, we have international. So, you know, there's some, something specific in every issue yeah. that the audience can go back to. And so that is kind of the draw that uh, other LGBTQ magazines haven't really utilized yet. And yes. we'll say yet yes. because yes. I yeah. think they will. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll follow. Uh -huh. Yeah, where we're once leads, others will follow. That's, that's right. for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's really cool. And it is a, it is considered a national magazine. You know, the, it is now, you yes. Are. Yeah. yes. Uh, because of our uh, contributors, mm -hmm. we, we're not just statewide anymore, but we have contributors from coast to coast. Mm -hmm. Our advertisers reach coast to coast. Our audience is definitely international, really. Yeah. And uh, we've reached those numbers. So, yeah. you know, when it comes to the digital magazine, it, it just floors me every time. I get, keep track of it. I'm sure you do, too. Yeah, yours. yeah. <laughs> you know, to see those numbers climbing, and it's just so exciting to yeah, see Yeah, it is pretty exciting, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. that little, that little um, uh, thrill of endorphin yes. or whatever that yes. you get on social media and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, well, I mean, you know, it's it's you know this very well. It's, it's our baby, yes, you know, absolutely. and you're helping to nurture and grow it. And so to see that it's actually working yeah. is phenomenal. And you did it in such a um, short amount of time, and it is a quarterly magazine, yeah? It is, yeah. yeah. We've been publishing three times a year because we did launch during the pandemic, right? which presented a whole new set of obstacles, <laughs> yes. but we were very fortunate to get those three issues out a year, um, and again, it's gotten at the attention of everybody. Uh, contributors from California has been coming in, uh, Europe now, so the expansion is definitely going to be there. In fact, yeah. I, this is a little premature to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> We're in negotiations with a media group in South Florida 
that will partner with us. Oh, fantastic. So the, the good thing is that they'll take over the advertising, uh, circulation, distribution, basically the overall operations while Amki and the creative, and this is going to give us an opportunity to expand even more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah, because <laughs> the demand is there, and it's hard for me as a local business guy to keep up with that worldwide and even international demand. Yeah. This media group has been around for 30-plus years and have multiple high-end luxury magazines under the umbrella has the ability to do that so yeah. we're oh, that's very excited fantastic. well i hope everything goes smoothly thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so john tell me about the process that it took because you actually thought about doing this for about a year before you actually launched that's right. yeah mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about that process for yourself sure uh, i i had the idea before uh, stonewall's 50th anniversary which was on june 28th 2019 um, having come off from another brand that I started and had some success with that, I thought, let me go into my real wheelhouse, which mm -hmm. is LBQ community, and uh, try to make a difference there, you know. Yeah. And so on the anniversary, June 28, 2019, I made the formal announcement and kind of put out feelers out there, did the uh, market research throughout the country, got a whole bunch of ideas from people that helped contribute the direction of how it would go and how to market this. And so it was a year in planning to get this done. I did want to launch it January 2020. But <laughs> the world had other ideas, that's I right, guess. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, um, come March, I had to, like, you know, regroup and how am I going to do this? And I had all the advertisers in there already, but they were all pulling out with in terms of, you know, other things. So I said, well, let me continue it forward anyway mm -hmm. to have an impact for the community, have these businesses who are allies or, business, or LBQ business owners be a part of this to showcase it to the world. And unfortunately, it did work out that way. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. Well, do you mind, um, you have kind of a unique coming out story. Do you yeah. mind sharing some of that with us? Sure. Um, gosh, I have to go way back. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I make I, everybody think way back on here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in law school at the time. I was a law student in Washington, D.C., Howard University School of Law. And uh, I was not out back then. It's early 1990s. I always say pre-Ellen, you know. Yes. <laughs> that kind of changed everything, like 1997, that kind of time yeah. period. So this was back in 1992. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, I had some roommates at the time who used this to their advantage. They wanted to basically get some money out of me, you know. Yeah. And they threatened to expose me if unless I complied. Well, I'm not going to give in to those kind of demands. Yeah. So uh, things played out as they did, and um, I showed my strength. But at the same time, it was also very difficult for me. Absolutely. Um, it did affect my grade point average because it was a distraction. Mm -hmm. I was on scholarship. And so things started to kind of like domino effect mm -hmm. up from there. Um, that led me to take some time off, which I went back to New York City, where I'm from, and regroup. And then I went back to D.C. the next year, and this really shocked me. I don't think I shared this with you entirely, but I had friends who were this, the year below me. So they were one L's while I was a 2L. Okay. I was now coming back and joining their class as a 2L. Many of those people who I knew were no longer talking to me. They were kind of avoiding me. And I was like, well, what's going on here? There's definitely something more than uh, you know, just time had passed. Well, someone who was close to me let me know that basically rumor went around that I had to be institutionalized in New York, like a, some kind of a nervous breakdown. Oh. Yeah, and that was not true, but yeah. you know, you can't fight perception sometimes. So I had to deal with that on top of everything else, you know. And so, um, long story short, you know, I kind of developed a drinking problem from. Mm -hmm. All of this, you know, and it, it was already in the looming in the beginning. That's one of the reasons why I want to have a publication like this to show 
LGBTQ people who are still struggling. Because yeah. even in this day and age, whether they're in an urban setting where it's very accepted or in the rural areas, mm-hmm. you know, where it's not, they're going to struggle today, you know. Yeah. Uh, very religious households, you know, uh, very politicized communities. They're just going to have their f- f- own obstacles they have to face. So my point in sharing my story and my magazine is to show them that they don't have to do something that's going to hurt themselves in the process. Yeah. And so uh, it's been a long journey, but, you know, I would say overall positive one, you know, so yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh Well, Uh that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so where do you hail from? Cause I know it's not Florida, New York city. I was born born and raised in Manhattan. Okay. Well, born in Manhattan, raised in Queens. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it right. (laughs) Otherwise you'll have family members shaking their fingers uh at you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's not right. right. (laughs) Mr. Editor. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't edit yourself. Did you? (laughs) That's why we hire that out. Right. That's right. Um, so how did you find your, how did you make your way down to Florida? What was the deciding factor on that? I moved down in 2005. Um, I was transitioning out of the legal field after law school. I had still worked in, in the industry as a litigation paralegal doing quite well. I reached supervisor level, but really honestly, and anybody who worked in paralegal before will understand this. You really have nowhere to go from there career wise. Um, I always loved writing, so I had the opportunity to work for a company that's Texas-based, but I was in New York covering um, entertainment reporting. And so I did that on the side while I was a paralegal, and I loved the writing experience. I I can honestly tell you, um, there was lawyers that I worked with that never knew my name. (laughs) They'd call me like Jim or Joe or whatever. Oh, (laughs) jeez. But there were people online who knew me as NYC John. That was like my handle, how everybody knew. And I was considered an expert in the type of uh, entertainment reporting I was handling okay. and that kind of like gave me you know um, innovation I mean uh, inspiration, inspiration to yeah. to follow through with this it would have meant a tremendous pay cut but I was following what I love to do yeah. and I saw the impact I was having and so was the owner of the site in Texas mm-hmm. he said you are getting consistent numbers where other people are not you know you keep rising he brought me on as their editor mm-hmm. so I was doing that for a while basically uh, managing all the writers coast to coast and handling the big companies, NBC, CBS, uh, NBC. And um, yeah, it was there. But um, finances was still a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had massive debt to repay with the law school experience. Yeah. Uh, my parents are moving here to Florida. Okay. So I looked at that as an opportunity to help them with their transition to Florida and also try to find something on either Tampa's market or Miami's. Well, being here in 2005, everybody remembers the hurricanes of 2004, yeah. three back to back. It really affected everything, including zoning. So what was supposed to be six months turned into a year and a half. Wow. And I said, let me, I'm going to be in Ocala for a while. Yeah. Let me look around and see what they have. And I was really impressed with Ocala Magazine, Ocala Style, uh, two still powerhouses today. Mm-hmm. And I basically uh, applied as a freelance writer with both of them and Ocala Magazine took me on. So that kind of segued my way into Ocala to build on it. I I attribute three things here that led to my success. Number one, being in the publishing field, because you get to know everybody, as you know. Yes. You know, (laughs) and people come to you sometimes with uh, great ideas, you know, super ideas. And then uh, the second was membership with what they now call the CEP. Back Mm -hmm. then it was the Ocala Marion County Chamber of Commerce. Now it's the uh, Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership. Um, having a membership with that also expanded my ability to network with everybody else. And then third was social media, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that kind of took off in 2008, yeah. right around when this is a recession going on here. Yep. 
And um, I kind of felt cut off a little bit from everybody. But then once I got on Facebook and other social media platforms like that, uh, like LinkedIn for me is another one I mm-hmm. use, it really broadened my reach to everybody. You yeah. know, And that's actually what helped Embrace grow because I was able to reach um, VIP, LGBTQ people. Try saying that three times yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Repeat that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like coast to coast in New York, my base, D.C., but then also expanding new areas like uh, L.A., Dallas, you know, yeah. and that was all because of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break sure. and thank our sponsor one more time. Today's episode is brought to you by Your Place Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. Purchasing a home should be as easy as one, two, three. At Your Place Mortgage and Title, we offer professional realty services through Professional Realty of Ocala, mortgage and commercial loan services, and title services. We pride ourselves on customer service and education. Contact us today to learn how we can make your home buying and selling process a pleasant one. Visit www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. All right. So I do want to talk a little bit about your time at Ocala Magazine because I know you did kind of a pivotal piece that also helped play a role into bringing Embrace oh, yes. a- around for yourself. Can, so can you talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure. Uh, the the topic was uh, gay life in Marion County, which was never done before. And what had happened was we had a story that fell through and our, we had a, a meeting. The publisher uh, said, what story ideas can we come up with? Well, we were all brainstorming, and she threw out there, she said, John, you're with the LGBTQ community. What about doing a, a story about gay life in, in Ocala, Marion County? It's never been done before. And I thought about it, I thought, that's a really great idea, but I don't want to do it as a filler story, because yeah. we basically had to do something fast in a couple of days. I said, something of that depth requires significant time to develop it. Yes. So I said, if you give me three, four months, I can do something in the future. And she allowed it, so I thought, awesome. Then I thought, what can I cover in our local community that would make sense for this audience? And, you know, I had thought, you know, maybe a historical overview. It just really wasn't significant enough, really. Uh, then how about a, a night in the life of an LGBTQ person so somebody can see what that's to? And I thought, this community's not ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baby steps, right? Baby steps. <laughs> so then, uh, then I thought, you know, what is Ocala Marion County really all about? And to me, it's all about faith and families. Yeah. So that's the the route we took that and and I took a while for me to find people who would share those stories by the way um there was a lot of great stories to share but they weren't ready to open up yet yeah but what we had we had um two women who were um african-american lesbian who helped raise uh or 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 take in kids who are from troubled families from all races creeds and everything else mm-hmm. And they were loved. They were cherished, you know. And there was no um, backlash from the parents. They were willing to have it because they knew the good that would bring to the children. Yeah. And these are all children of their children. Like, that's how it happened. They'd have all these socials at their house, and they noticed one or two of the kids still staying at the house while everybody else went home. Okay. They realized something was was amiss there. Yeah. So that's how that happened. They were very active with their church, which is um, an open church, so it allowed them. They were part of the choir. Oh, fun. So, yeah, they they were the musicians and and the singers and stuff. And so that was a great story to uh, portray. Another was on uh, two men and two women who formed a, a family together, mm-hmm. lesbian and stri- and gay, and they were all in the medical community. So the two men were doctors, the two women were nurses, okay. and they united and with the plan to have biological children together. Oh, they, wow. they did that kind of swirl thing that yeah. they talk about where you don't know who's the parent or whatever. Okay. And But they, they raised the kids as all their own. I love the story of, I forget the daughter's name, but she 
as an infant, will call the parents Mommy Blue and Mommy Brown oh. and Daddy Blue and Daddy Brown because yeah. of the eye color. Oh, that's great. And she developed that distinction all her own. Yeah. You know, So everybody thought that, wow, what a bright girl she was. And so that's how I opened up the story, that really cool piece that people can smile about and say, oh, that's so, you know. So it draws them in slowly, warmly, and then they accept the story. And wouldn't you know... Uh, we didn't get a single backlash for that story. That's amazing. Yeah, we kind of expected maybe some yeah. nothing. All positive feedback. People from our profession applauding us for taking the the courage to do the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in the community saying, "So good that you're helping out this marginalized community step forward." Congratulations. So, yeah. that kind of inspired me. Yeah. I said one. I was the executive editor at the time. I said one day if I ever have my own magazine by myself. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And so that's that's what kind of was the spot. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So how many years between that and um, Embrace? Sure. Um, that was 2012 and Embrace, I started 2019. So it took seven years for me to finally get to that place. Yeah. A year in development. So eight. And uh, now it would be like 10 years since that yeah. started. Yeah. Gosh, how does time fly? I know, right? It? <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy. Just go every day at a time full force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you planning on doing personally in the upcoming year? And what is your magazine planning on doing? Okay. Well, like I said, this has been a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of opportunity. Um, two of the things that happened for me, both personally and professionally, was being uh, elected into board positions, key board positions that I just thought would never probably happen for somebody like me. Yeah. One was with the Florida Magazine Association, uh, which is the host of the Charlies. Yes. They were established in 1953 and had their first Charlies in 1957 or 58. We were the first LGBTQ member publication and the first award recipient. And now first board member, yeah, uh, openly wow. gay. I don't know if they had one before, but he wasn't open. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's just opened all these doors, you know, to be with the VIP of Florida Publishing. That's yeah, pretty amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize you had done that. I must have missed that post. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're busy too. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but even bigger, the uh, national – I'm going to get the acronym messed up uh, – National Lesbian and Gay Journalism Association – the NLGJA okay. Association of LGBTQ Journalists okay. elected me on their board. Oh, fantastic. That's a national board position. Oh, my goodness, yeah. John. That's yeah. amazing. They're having their next meeting in D.C. next month, you know, with their annual dinner. Can't wait. Uh, you know, the, the, the award ceremony and the conference was in Chicago yeah. in, in August, and I went for that. Uh, which, by the way, uh, Embrace won Excellence in Photojournalism. Oh, Thanks very to cool. Magnus Hastings, my phenomenal photographer in West Hollywood, California. He did. He's he, one of the world-renowned drag photographers. Oh, and wow. it shows. If everybody takes a look at the spread, you'll yeah. see it. He's a phenomenal guy. So we won that award. That put us on uh, the national pl- stage. Um, this year, only 35 awards were given. No second or thirds. Just first place. That's it. Wow. And we're the only one in Florida. Wow. And all the other uh, media outlets were huge. Like, to give you an example, NBC, CBS, BBC, yeah. New York Times, LA Times, and then us. Oh, you know? wow. Wow. <laughs> so, what, what was it like for you standing among the giants? I mean, you know, to, I mean, you, you were raised around that a little bit, right? In New yeah. York, you got to see all of that. But what was it like to actually be a part of it? You know, part of you just normally just goes with the tide and just swims right 
along with side of him. Yeah. You know, I had a great time. I met a lot of journalists who are anchors on TV and took photos with them and just interviewing. But another part of me is like a kid again, <laughs> you know, just wowed by like, oh my God, you know, a little, a little like, you know, fanboying a little bit yeah. going on there. <laughs> but uh, it was just incredible to be there. Um, you know, it just makes, it ma- makes me feel alive. Really, yeah. it does. I, I feel energized, um, hopeful for the future. It's just amazing. Uh, like I said, the media group, hopefully that happens. You know, there'll be more expansion there. Um, yeah. I'm also a member of the uh, National Gay and Lesbian uh, Chamber of Commerce. Very so, yeah, yeah, so that that's yeah. all moving along nicely. So there's so much opportunity coming up. Yeah. I wanted to go to the IGLTA uh, travel conference in Milan this Ooh. week. <laughs> My passport wasn't ready. Oh, bummer. Uh, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, and that's the only thing holding <laughs> you back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but th- thankfully, my travel editor is going, so we will have okay. coverage of that. And I can't be everywhere. No, you know? that's very true. You yeah. cannot be everywhere. So, so right now, get myself squared away with the media group, and then, then I can go yeah, all over the yeah. world and do go, these things. Go yeah. traveling. So do you plan on doing a lot of traveling? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> on a personal note, it's time for me to go back to South America. My father was from Peru. My okay. mother was in Colombia. I haven't seen my family since forever like oh, I was wow. a kid yeah. and uh, you know they gave me some congratulations on social media on Facebook and they did a, a photo of all my aunts and uncles my dad's still living aunts and uncles there's six of them oh wow out of 12 and uh, seeing their photo together all united and wishing me this oh, this you know it shows that they've embraced me yes. and they want me to be part of the family and see them so I want to go there oh. probably in, in spring 2023 yeah. and then another thing for me is um, a lot of people don't know this but uh, my my last name Sotomayor is from Spain okay. I've done some research and found it years ago I found this like a long time ago uh, the f- name originates in Pontevedra which is in the Galicia province north of Portugal and the Castillo de Sotomayor still exists there yeah. so I want to go visit it kind of plant my flag and stay to yeah. climb <laughs> I've been here that's amazing yeah it was, it was built in the 11th century so it's got like rich history there it's yeah. not well known like other castles but for me obviously because it's well, obviously, where my yeah. family originated I, yeah. I want to go do that so those are two like on my bucket list to do before things get too busy yeah and then I'll find an opportunity to write about something yes absolutely yeah. are you ever planning on increasing the circulation like the the number of publications in a year um yeah that'll be in plan with the media group okay um again fingers crossed fingers all this crossed. happens yes yes uh they have other outlets in like say la atlanta with mm-hmm. other publications we will put piggyback off that with the advertising base and the circulation okay. they already have a built-in barnes and nobles account so they just add that as a new yeah umbrella so so yeah the, the quick answer is yes they, they will handle all that and it will increase you know, thousandfold. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then in terms of uh, content and stuff, I'm pretty sure we'll go to a monthly or at least not bi-monthly. So it'll be coming fast and furious. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm excited about it. You know, I'm raring to go. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I love, so one of the things that I did with Locala was keep it very clean, simple and quick mm-hmm. design. What I love about yours is that it's completely the opposite it's so stylized and it is so well thought out and it really does belong on that national platform i mean you you. do a very good job on getting the contributors and the um you know content creators to help you do that and i think you're 
you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. And I have to give a major shout out to all those who contribute to the magazine. Our design team started with Joe DeLeon, but he had to, uh, to leave because he had other clients to handle. Uh, but then M Agency now takes over our design. Everyone always says that first, like, oh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, because they're, they're it's great. It's really beautiful, yeah. And, uh, you know, what I've done is over the years, having now 20 years experience in this industry, I've uh, kept relationships with people who are really top talents and mm -hmm. brought them on board. They started with my first magazine, Elevate, which was faith-based, so very different from this. Yes. But the key players wanted to move on. Number yeah. one, they liked the relationship they had with me. And number two, they saw what this vision could be. Yeah. And they said, this has potential to be way higher than Elevate. And they were right. Yeah. So um, they stayed on. Uh, our our um, contributors are about 15 to 16 on average. Two-thirds are LGQ. The other third is Ally. And... Um, I wanted to present a platform for LBQ creatives to contribute in, whether yeah. they're writers, designers, photographers, because many of them already have jobs somewhere else, but they're not focused on the LBQ community per se. Mm -hmm. This gives them the opportunity to do it. So, so, so what I'm saying is that they love the opportunity. Yeah, They will bring their A game every time. I can't even tell you how so many times I said, I don't have the budget for this. And they're like, I don't care. Let's just do it anyway. Yeah. You know, That's so phenomenal. that, yeah, yeah. So that kind of drive drives me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause then you're like, okay, now I have definitely got to make this work for yes. these people. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pressure, John. No pressure. <laughs> no taken. <laughs> well, um, can you tell me a little bit about um, some of the stuff that you see uh, versus when you first? Um, came out versus now to I mean I know that we talked about the struggle still for people but what mm -hmm. are you, what are the differences that you're seeing nowadays especially when you're so deeply involved in the community I definitely see a lot more uh, progressive movements forward mm -hmm. you know coming from New York City and going to law school in Washington DC I already had that very urban base where there was a lot already happening mm -hmm. a lot of um, acceptance and you know um, mainstream involvement and all that Coming to a smaller town with a very conservative base, that was all erased. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like starting over. And there was some opposition here locally, from what I understand, with organizations like like Ocala Pride when they started. Uh, started. Uh, but then slowly it was being accepted more. Mm -hmm. I saw it even more acceptance in the last few years when... Um, publications like Embrace Step Forward, mm -hmm. you know, and made it more visible yeah. to everybody that gave other people the courage to step forward too. other business forward, other business owners started stepping forward. So, you know, there was movement forward. Unfortunately, as you know, the climate's changed a little bit politically. Yeah. So I, I, um, I still have hope, yeah. but I know that, you know, it's like two steps forward, one step back now kind of a thing. Yeah. So we're hoping that things will change again, you yeah. know, and, and I hope so. Move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you talked about your faith-based magazine. Now, didn't you also, um, get offered to be a part of a, a faith-based organization as Embrace? Wasn't that? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you for remembering that. It's called the Associated Church Press. They, um, has uh, been established in 1916, so really old. Yeah. They're all over North America, so the United States and Canada. I believe um, some of the like Central America um, countries too, but that's the primary of their base. And uh, we were the first LBQ publication invited to be members. Yeah. So um, having already set a foothold in there with them, Elevate, yeah. Uh, I talked to the executive director. I said, you know, I'm kind of changing gears. He goes, yeah, I noticed that. I'm very excited for you. I said, yeah, but, you know, uh, Embrace, we have a, a spiritual department, and then eventually we added a religious department. I go, um, 
you know, geez, would that be enough to be a member with the organization? He goes, John, you were to our, our conference in Chicago this past year, and you saw that there was a lot of religious publications who want to be more LGBTQ inclusive. Yeah. Yours would be the LGBTQ publication that's religious inclusive. Yeah. So that's like the next step, <laughs> next level yeah. stuff that we want to see. So yeah, you're invited, you know? Uh -huh. So that kind of charged me up. I'm like, okay, great. So I did the launch, I did campaign, I did promotion. And then they so much embraced us because we had won some national awards immediately out of the gate with them. Yeah. That gave us more exposure. Uh, they invited me to be a panelist on oh, a discussion. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was on innovative things that work. And I was talking about some collaborations that we had that inspired them to come forward. I, I had a short collaboration with um, what's called Religion Unplugged, I believe is the name of theirs. They're Canada based, um, Broadview stuff, you know, so really major. Uh, faith-based publications. Yeah. So it felt good. And we're still a member. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So nice synergy happening. Absolutely. In there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So hopefully that continues. Yes. Well, I can't believe it, but our half an hour is already really? up. Oh I my know. Goodness. It went by so fast. <laughs> it it does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so I do have one more question sure. for you. And um, is there anything else that you would like to address that I did not ask you? Uh, only that, you know, I'm sure your listeners uh, know what the political climate is locally here. You know, let's be more um, accepting vote. Voting is very critical in this next election um, so that we can have uh, acceptance for all. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't think I've shared this story with you, but, you know, I'm sharing it in my next publisher's letter. So in our health issues coming out this November, you'll hear it. I talk about when I was eight years old and finding both a girl and her brother attractive, you know, mm -hmm. just physically. I just thought uh, Kelly was a very pretty girl and Billy was a very pretty boy. I had no distinction for gender. You yeah. know, I just thought that. And I was taught to make a distinction by the behavior of other boys. You have to not show that. You can't show attraction. You can't show affection, yeah. all that. So you, you learn to close that off. So when those are saying that the gay agenda is to make kids gay, that's so far off the mark. Yeah. You know, uh, gay kids need to know that they can be who they are mm -hmm. from an early age. That's what it's all about to bring that comfort level to them yeah. because otherwise they end up hurting themselves. The, the high percentages of substance abuse, runaways, suicides, it's astronomical with yeah. the LBQ community. That needs to change. So um, understanding is yeah. really the key. Read our magazine. Read other magazines. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and, and join uh, committees, you know, mm -hmm. uh, find out what the Ocala Pride is all about. Find out what these orga other organizations are all about. Another little sneak peek, uh, we might be starting a new uh, business foundation council for the LVQ community. I'm in talks with some people right now who would love to see that happen. So hopefully it will. And these are the kind of um, platforms that people can join to learn more yeah. and be more inclusive. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And since you're giving a little sneak peek, part of what brought us back together to have you come back on was me reaching out because we're going to be doing a little bit of featuring for the community in February. Oh, great. And um, so you helped me, uh, direct me to where I needed to go to talk to the community yes. and, and everything, which I'm very grateful for. Yes. So thank you so much for that. And uh, thank you so much for joining us My here. My pleasure. Thank you for it having was, me. It was wonderful to sit and chit-chat with you. Yes. So um, thank you, everybody else, for joining us on Locala Magazine. 
our Locala podcast. <laughs> I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. And we want to thank our sponsor one last time, which is Your Place Mortgage and Title. You can visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more about their services. We'll have all the links for John's um, Embrace Magazine as well as Embrace Media on our description for you. And if you want to see his story from the October 2021 issue in the magazine or any other story from our magazine, you can visit www.localameg.com. Thank you once again for joining us here at Locala, where we focus on connections through stories.